G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The first run of three for New Zealand's Nico Porteous. Nico, known for bringing some big spins here in the middle of the pipe. So you see that switch, double cork 10, and then he goes for the 1620 and does that back to back. So both directions, this run is insane. Nico Porti is putting it down. You can hear what Team New Zealand at the bottom of the run thought of that. Let's go. A score on run number one for Nico Porteous of New Zealand of 93. The lead in this Olympic final. Congratulations to Nico Porteous of New Zealand. Confirmed as the Olympic champion of halfpipe here at Beijing 2022. Nico Porteous. There's a new athlete on top of the summit of men's free ski halfpipe. World champion in 2021, and now Olympic champion, Nico Porteous of New Zealand. Well, New Zealand's most successful Winter Olympics campaign, without doubt, uh, came to a close last night with gold medalist Nico Porteous, the flag bearer for the closing ceremony in Beijing. It's uh, around 4.30 in the morning in China now, so uh, we won't wake Nico up, but we've done the next best thing. Uh, we've managed to get hold of perhaps the proudest mum in New Zealand. As we speak, Chris Porteous, uh, thanks so much uh, for joining us this morning. And I'll bet the smile is still widely on your face, Chris. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, yeah, that was that was a pretty good weekend. Yeah. It certainly was. Um, it, uh, it's an outstanding weekend. How cool to see Nico carrying the flag too in the last uh, the closing ceremony last night. <laughs> Well, I have to admit, I didn't wake up to watch that. I needed a little bit of sleep. Uh, But, um, yeah, I did wake to some uh, videos on my phone this morning. Uh, Tommy sent me some videos. Yeah, so that was great. It was was a nice way to wake up to. Uh, Great with uh, Nico, but of course, Miguel, I mean, to have two, to have two uh, competing for us in the same event, it's, it's quite unique, actually. Uh, so, oh, obviously, Nico, the favourite, the favourite for you, but uh, the favourite for all of us because <laughs> I don't of the not no, 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 going into the event, we're talking here. We're talking oh, yeah. here, going into yeah. the event. We're talking on yeah. form here, Chris. That's all. Uh, I'm never <laughs> ever for one minute suggesting he's your favourite two sons because Miguel was born four, first, and I know what mothers exactly. are like with firstborn sons. <laughs> yeah, firstborn always <laughs> the favourite, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Yeah. Uh, what, but uh, what, what, a great th- what a great thing they have, though, to going together. I mean, they're travelling the world um, as brothers and mates, and you could just see uh, how fantastically close they were uh, the, other, the, other, the other afternoon when uh, it all came to pass. Yeah, look, they, they have a special relationship for sure. Um, 
and to be able to do the things they do together is it's it's lovely to watch it is it's it's i think it's every parent's dream to see you know your two offspring actually enjoying each other's company and having great fun it's yeah it is it is special but i think it's not as rare as you might think you know we only have to go back four years and it was the two wells brothers that were both in the final um yeah so i think new zealand has they seem to do it in brothers don't they there's hank and finn billis both accomplished skiers in their own rights you know the wowsers um yeah miguel and nico and i think there's even some younger brothers coming on through so maybe yeah history will repeat again it is amazing but uh, and we've had you know we're just just not talking about um your sport either we're talking about uh you know across the board i guess it's because maybe yep. we're, we're quite a small country as well chris that that this tends to happen quite a lot, that uh, siblings, whether they be males or females, tend up going down the same path. But uh, was this a, 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 an easy path for them both to go down? I mean, uh, I, I try to check up on a little bit more on both of them, Miguel in particular. Did, you homeschooled them, is that right? Yeah, I did. I did, um, just purely because it's, it just made skiing and training so much easier, you know, they have to be on the snow on the good days and to be able to take the advantage of those weather days and daylight hours um, it just meant that I had to we had to homeschool and yeah that's what I did. I mean most mums and dads uh, do cricket practice or rugby practice during the week and uh, and then of course you know they uh, they have a Saturday morning perhaps as well but Tell us about a, a typical week bringing up two snowboarding sons. Um, well, they're skiers, just to point that back out, not snowboarders. Okay. Um, oh, I'm but, very sorry. Good. No, no, that's okay. That's no problem. Um, a typical week would be they would ski in the morning. Um, they would come home. We would try and do a little bit of ski work. It would depend, a uh, schoolwork. It would depend on probably fatigue levels of what we attempted to do in that period of what we'd set aside for schoolwork. Um, it sometimes might only have to be revision type stuff because they were so they were tired. We would do school, they would then go trampolining or to the gym and yeah, maybe I would try and fit in uh, another little bit of full work at the end but some days you just couldn't and one headmaster said to me, never let them do their sport and education will be there for them whenever they are ready. And once he'd sort of said that to me, I did relax a little bit with the schoolwork and um, and and let them try to achieve what they their goals on snow. So tell us a wee bit uh, about this Miguel character, can you? I mean, we know all about Nico, but tell us about um, Miguel, who's a couple of years older. <clears throat> I'm assuming a couple of years wiser, more experienced. Here is does he play Big Big Brother when? Does he play Big Brother when they're overseas? I mean, you know, is he the boss? Oh, yeah, of course he's the boss. 
<laughs> um, Miguel has got a he's he's a lovely character. He he's very he's got a very quick wit, and um, you know it's his it was his idea and planning about arriving in business suits. Um, the little skits that they video along the way they're all his creation um, and Nico just has to play the roles that he's given um, yeah Miguel is certainly uh, has many talents you must I mean pride is a, is a, a word that's thrown around quite uh, quite freely these days but um, I mean you get it in double doses uh, tell us a, a, a wee bit about um, what you were feeling. I mean, okay, so Nico was the favourite. Uh, he was holding on to that lead. You watch every single run, I guess, uh, after that, just hoping, uh, hoping um, that everything comes together nicely. So tell us about how uh, how, how the uh, the family handled uh, the situation there on Saturday. I don't think Andrew and I handled it very well. I, I did a lot of pacing up and down. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I watched, but I, I couldn't actually watch as intently as I would like to watch, you know, um, and critique everyone's runs. But um, And I'll probably do that maybe later this week when Tommy gets back mm. into New Zealand. We'll sit down together and do that. Um, yeah, you just want them to to be able to perform at what to a standard that they're happy with, keeping in mind the conditions and things and, and to just walk away healthy at the end is is always a huge positive yeah well that was bruising wasn't it because I, I watched uh, I was managed to watch it post the event but that was brutal I mean there was some really really ugly falls and etc and some guys stayed down um, on the ice for quite some time so uh, that was uh, I mean that was just a little different to what you expect it is and I think uh, Gus Kenworthy had a very heavy fall on his first hit and, and there must have been a TV mic um, quite close to where he landed on the deck and, and, and you heard the thud of his body hit that icy uh, deck and, uh, and, you, and it sends shudders through, um, yeah, through, my, through my mind of just how sore his body must be but it, he miraculously sort of picked himself up and skied down and then managed to slash the bottom of the pipe. And, yeah, you can't tell me that that mustn't have hurt. Well, I, I must have hurt. I mean, it's just crazy uh, the way they found themselves landing in particular areas. It, it was mind-blowing, really. Hey, look, we know that uh, they're a close-knit bunch, the actual competitors themselves. We've seen that. We can sense it. Uh, great team feeling about the whole deal. What about the parents? I mean, you know, those, those uh, Sadowski Sinnets, those horrible snowboarding parents, as opposed to, as opposed <laughs> oh. to you, ski, you skiing parents. Yeah, those, dark, those, those people on the dark side. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's probably been one of the positives this year of the parents and supporters not being able to be over in Beijing with the athletes is that we have had to come together and and we have done that, and we've all been there celebrating everyone's highs, lows, and just actually spending time together that you don't usually do when you're at the at the real event. 
so it has actually been special and and I think we've created um, bonds that will be there for a long time. So what now? Um, I'm reading an article uh, just before it came on air actually that uh, Nico perhaps thought he might do a bit of an OE and what what about Miguel? When do you expect to see the the boys again? Uh, um, well, Miguel was actually going to board a flight to come home, um, to, you know, tomorrow. Um, but he's decided that he's actually going to go with uh, a company, Nico, to back to Europe for a couple of weeks, and um, then he'll come home. Then I, I think, and Nico. Um, has some other commitments overseas, so he'll do that. He'll ride for fun, and I'm not expecting him home till about June or July, maybe. But if MIQ changes, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually pops on a plane and comes home for a few days in between things. Well, uh, you sound like a, a terrific mum to me, and it's a, a great testament to what you and. Um you and Andrew have been able to do, uh, I think uh, it's flowed through into the way the boys have become, not just as athletes, but uh, the way they've accepted and the way they portray themselves. So my congratulations goes to you. Um, uh, the parents, I think you've done a wonderful oh. job and you have every reason, every reason to be as proud as that you are. And, and I'll tell you what, the whole country celebrates them as well. So uh, thanks for your time this morning, Chris, and carry on enjoying it forever. Oh, thank you very much and thank you for having me.